Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark time will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners? And welcome to episode number 49 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Top of the morning. My name is Chris. Top of the morning. How are you, Chris? I'm good. Hey, yeah. um, quick question. Um, Is that more of an English greeting or an Irish greeting? What I think it's think? more of an Irish greeting. Oh, I was going for English. If you're going Northern Ireland, it's part of the UK. England's part of the UK, so kind of works there, so right there. technicality, it, it'll, it it'll, it'll fit. All right, it'll you. fit for today's episode. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, how are you? I'm pretty good. You are back. I'm back from Austin, Texas. Back in New Jersey. How was Austin? Did you enjoy it? I your actually time? had a great time. Yeah? I uh, could have probably come home like a day sooner, but hey, I had a great time. I got I shot some guns. Yeah, you said um, it was like a rifle, right? I shot a, We shot a handgun and a rifle at a, at a shooting range. Uh-huh. I'm not a big gun person, but I actually really enjoyed uh, shooting them. Yeah, you, good luck getting any of that in New Jersey. It's, yeah. it's like nearly impossible to get a to get a gun here. But that's cool. Uh, you, you said you had some good barbecue. I yeah tried two different barbecue places. Both were very good. A lot of white bread. You said were coming with every the meals. every barbecue place serves you uh, white bread. I mean, yeah. white bread is delicious. Yeah, I, guess, I think it's like to like soak up barbecue juice. Stuff. I think so. I don't eat wh- uh, white bread. I don't know if you eat white bread. I'm a wheat guy myself. Um, yeah, I prefer wheat. Yeah, or like um, just like a roll, like some type of like baguette. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Just something that really can soak it all up. I say that bread is kind of like the food napkin. You just use it, cleans up your plate, makes it nice and clean. That's well said. That's yeah. Good. That's, yeah. If you drip it on your shirt. I was at a graduation party in eighth grade, and my friend dripped sauce on him, and he used a piece of bread to wipe it up. Wow, we're going way back with that story. Yeah, that's eighth grade. He was, on did, the, he was on the podcast, actually. How did it work? Did it work? Did it soak up all the... Uh... We all judged him. We're like, oh, God, we're going to graduate. And and it, was, it wasn't even on his shirt. It was on his skin. He had no shirt on, because it was like a pool party. Oh, okay. I was so, going to say. Yeah, he wasn't just sitting at a dinner table with, with no shirt on. But I would have just jumped in the pool, washed it off in the pool. It's not a bad idea. Now the pool's got sauce in it. It's causing a lot of problems. Well, it filters out, right? I mean, you put chlorine yeah, into it. that's true. It'll, it'll die. It'll if you die use out. the bread, then you can eat it. Yes, it's exactly. More, it's, uh, it's more uh, environmentally friendly. Right. So I'm glad to have you back. Hopefully, did you listen to the episode? I listened. You, you yeah. and Dan did a great job. Thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah, Dan, it's good to have Dan back. Speaking of that episode, I have uh, a current poll standing I thought oh. I'd bring up. Great, let's hear it. So, uh, for our fans, last week in honor of Comic Con, we did Who Would Win a Comic Con cosplay, where we had two diehard uh, fanboys dressing up and going to Comic Con. We had Stephen Colbert, and he was going as Gandalf the White, and we had Ben Wyatt from Parks and Recre- Recreation. Was he going as Gandalf the Wyatt? Oh no! Okay, that was that was good though. That's- he was going as a Settlers of Catan board. And currently winning, 73%, Stephen Colbert as Gandalf, and Ben Wyatt as the Catan board with 27%. Now, a couple of our episodes back, our Game of Thrones episodes, Chris, you won. I won one? You won. 
I broke the streak. You broke the streak. Yes, you won the who would win uh, bobsled competition, and then you tied me for the fire, but you did win the bobsled competition. All right. The tie's good, too. I'll take so a tie. Take, take it as a win. I exactly. count ties as a win. Yes. In my book. They, they're not a loss. Mm-hmm. They're not a loss. Kind of like a bye week. They're worth like one point in scoring, so. And what's scoring? If you like in like hockey or soccer, a tie's worth one, a win's worth three points, so. Oh. I get some points. Yeah, take it. Exactly. So. <laughs> So that's what we have for our previous episodes, okay? Now, I want to make a uh, a quick announcement here. Next week, for our listeners uh, who follow the numbering of our episodes, will be our 50th episode. Wow, 50. Our, our golden episode. 50 episodes in. It's crazy to think that it's it's been that many It's going already. by so fast. It's 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 insane. It's And it's awesome because we've had a lot of fun and people have been reaching out, and that's what it's all about. So in honor of our 50th episode which comes out in the month of August. The entire month of August is going to be Who Would Win Podcasts Listener Appreciation Month. And every single fight that we're going to do in the month of August is going to be suggested by you, the fans. We have gotten some suggestions uh, during our, the run of our podcast, and we want more. We want more coming in from you. We want you to really be creative. Think of some crazy scenarios. Think of some crazy matchups. Please skip work. For the day. Yes. Just think of ideas. Yes. Tell them that you listen to a podcast that said it's okay. Yeah. They're skip, like, why yeah. are you taking skip another work. day Don't off? come in. Don't come in. And just, just tell them. This is important. It's okay. So email at whowouldwincast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you want to do, however you want to contact us. Yes. If you take out a commercial in the eastern tri-state area, we might see it. You that'd, be, that'd be really cool. That. Do a commercial. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and add in the paper. I'll, I'll look for it. Mm-hmm. I'll look in the classifieds. Radio ads. We listen to the radio. Do it. So please send us a suggestion. There are four Mondays in the month of August, and we're going to do one for each week. And we will give you a shout out as a loyal fan of the podcast going through our 50th episode. So please reach out. Be creative. And... Give us your ideas. It should be exciting. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Have anything you want to add, Chris, before we get going? Um, no, I'm ready to go. All right, let's do it. So, as always, please remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a ratings on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? Harry Potter. We're talking Harry Potter. Yep, I was ready. That's kind of what you were going with in the beginning. I was trying to do an English greeting because of Harry Potter being, uh, you know, an English. J.K. Rowling is English. She's yeah, exactly. She's it takes UK. place in the in England. Yes, they, I think Hogwarts is technically in Scotland. The school itself. Oh, I could have done a Scottish greeting. You could have. I don't I even would, know why I didn't think I of that. I wouldn't know one of those either. Yeah, I don't know. They probably say top of the morning there too. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Scottish. I've never been there. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know what they say. Okay, so. Uh, Today, which is July 31st, is Harry Potter's birthday. The character. Happy birthday, Harry Potter. Happy birthday, Harry Potter. It's also J.K. Rowling's birthday. That's She, why she made, made Harry Potter the same birthday as her? That's right. I'm glad you said that it was Harry Potter the character. Yes. So people weren't confused. Like, like Daniel Radcliffe, you mean? Or like the books? Or if you, they, the people listening were like, does Steve think Harry Potter's a real person? <laughs> Isn't he? Pretty sure he is. It's fictional. Is it a fictional story? No, no. Prove it. Well, magic isn't real. What? No. Don't say that. Well, like Harry Potter magic. You're tearing down my life here, Chris. All right. We're going to have to have an aside. I'm just going to have that to do wand? the rest of the podcast. What about that wand I bought at uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter that I spent $30 yeah, on? When you You're point, telling me that's not real? When you pointed it at me and pretended to cast a spell, uh-huh. I was just playing along no. to make you feel good. I said Avada Kedavra, and you, you, you died. 
and then somehow you came back to life. I thought that was like pure magic, that like love let magic. You know what? Like love, like in the in like in the movies and the books, like love is what keeps Harry from dying from the I get it. Okay, yeah. just making sure. So yes, yeah, so Harry Potter, his birthday is coming. Or, Happy birthday! Harry Happy Potter. birthday! Do you know what year Harry Potter was born? The character? Yes. Go ahead. Nineteen ninety. You're close. 19, 91. 1980. 1980? 1980. So the books take place in 1991 through 1997. Oh, uh, you know what? That makes sense because on the Harry Potter wiki, mm-hmm. they always they list the year when things happen. And they're like, oh, when was um, Albus Dumbledore headmaster? They like give the year. And it's like, yeah. And I was like, How? that's weird. Yeah. I think they have most of that information in the books. Were you a fan of the books? Love the books. Love the books. I read them all like immediately. Yeah. Actually, I probably the first one I didn't read right when it, I don't know how long it took me to read the first one. But okay. once I read the first one, I was hooked. Everyone else got it on release day, read it in like two days. Yeah, I really, I really like the Harry Potter Except books. I still haven't read the Cursed Child. I like it. I'm a fan. And if any of our longtime listeners remember, one year ago for Harry Potter's birthday, in honor of the Cursed Child, we did a episode where it was which Harry Potter character would win Britain's Got Talent. I don't know if you remember that. I remember that. It was uh, Dumbledore versus McGonagall, which yeah, was a lot of fun. That was pretty cool. My pal Mark on that episode. But yeah, I love the Harry Potters, love the book. So in honor of Harry Potter, what are we talking about today specifically? We are pitting every defense against the dark arts teacher from the seven books. They're in a battle royale, just a free-for-all fight. Going at it. We're each going to pick one. We're going to explain first how our picks make it to the final two. Okay. And then which one of our picks would come out on top. I love it. Let's do it. So, in the Harry Potter books, there is a new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher every single year. Correct. As I understand it, the position of Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher was cursed. It by was cursed. Voldemort. Now, this is it's the funny... It's a very specific curse to be now, like one year per, per class. I don't know. It's weird. Now, this is the funny thing. When, when I was growing up and I read the books and watched the movies and they would say the position is jinxed, I just thought they meant jinxed as in... Me too. Right. Like it was a just... Coincidence. It was a coincidence. But like Voldemort actually put a curse... On the position, Question which never really clicked Why in my mind. Why did he bother doing that? So he wanted the position. Voldemort? Voldemort wanted to be the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Why? Didn't he, he want to like take over the world? Well, I think he wanted to turn it into the dark arts and teach students the dark arts. That'd be cool. Okay. So after he graduated, he went to the headmaster, which was Armando Dippet, and said, could I teach Defense Against the Dark Arts? And he said, not right now. Maybe reapply in a couple years. That so, makes sense. He just graduated. He, he's 17 I mean, years old. Come on. You got to get your yeah, you gotta, put you, your time in. You got to do your teaching certificate in the wizarding world, which I don't know how that works. All that stuff. Got to take your courses. So uh, he returned a couple years later, and he, Armando Dippet wasn't the headmaster anymore. It was Albus Dumbledore. And he said, Dumbledore, can I please be the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher? And Dumbledore pretty much saw right through him and was like, no way. Sorry, Tom. You are not going to be He asked defense. so nicely, too. He said, please. He said, please. He said, please. So he said, no, you cannot be our Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. So he was so upset about that that he decided to curse the position. So He used the Dark Arts to curse To it. curse the position, yes. I guess the current teacher couldn't defend against it. No. That's a Dark Art they were not familiar with. Which is a shame because Voldemort could have taught him. I know. Well, that is a pretty obscure curse. Like the curse of only of one only year. Only one year position. Yeah, it's a weird curse. It is. I don't I don't know. I'd like to hear the incantation for that. So there's only seven uh, Defense of the Dark Arts teachers that we know of. But there are like 20 before that that go to the time when 
um, Voldemort first cursed the position. Oh, I didn't know it was that Quirrell, far. Because Quirrell was not the first one after Voldemort made that curse. What, didn't the school think it was weird that uh, their position, their defense against the Dark Arts teacher only lasted one they year? They knew it was cursed. Like then, they knew Why didn't it, they just uncurse it? They, they didn't know how to uncurse it. Voldemort's Here, the one who knew how I'll to I'll tell uncurse you right it. now how you uncurse it. It's a loophole. You just change the name against the, you change the name <laughs> of the class. You call it like prevention of the dark arts. <laughs> it's a new class, not cursed. Prevention of the opposite of light arts. Sure. If you want to get really it's mouthful. fancy. It's mouthful. And then you change the room and you Move change. it to a different place. Yeah. And then you're good. See, they, they should have thought of that. That's why they needed me. You could have done it. I would be a great non-magical professor employee yes well they do have muggle studies yeah i would be pretty good at that too yeah you should have done that so there are seven do you know all seven of them off the top of your head i don't know if you remember uh them. probably not but okay. i did look them up before this podcast so okay. i might remember them probably still even not okay that's fine let's go let's go Quirrell. so we have professor quirrell don't remember his first name it begins with a q it's like quirrellius quirrell or something yeah. something odd i should have like known it sounded silly yes uh gildroy lockhart gildroy lockhart played by the great kenneth brana in the film remus lupin Remus Lupin. Uh, give me a second. Fourth year. Okay, this is a tricky one. Yes. Alistair Moody. Uh-huh. But it was actually Barty Crouch Jr. in disguise. For impersonating him using that Polyjuice potion. Yes, but technically Bar- uh, Moody was hired for the position. He was. And then he was kidnapped and impersonated. Yes. Then we were taken to the fifth year. Is that Snape? No. You're getting one ahead. Um... I might need a hint for this one. Um, it's not Umbridge yet, right? Yep. Oh, Umbridge was before Snape. Yep, Umbridge was the right. one. Umbridge, everyone loves to hate her. Yeah. Then Snape. And then um, Callow. Caro. Caro. Yeah, right. Amicus Caro, which was a Death Eater that was kind of appointed by Voldemort. Yeah, that was pretty much when the school like fell apart. And they're like, let's just hire all these evil people. Well, it's kind of funny because Voldemort was pretty much in charge of Hogwarts. Why didn't he just appoint himself defense against the Dark Arts teacher he if he wanted it so badly? Well, you know he could have taken it. Was it. still cursed. He probably didn't know how to uncurse it. He's like, man, I can't do it. I'll get fired after a year. I'll look bad on my resume. There's an interesting thing that I was reading online, and it was if you look at the people who – because something bad happens to all of them, all the people who were the defense against the Dark Arts professors. That's true. Essentially. Three of them were Voldemort's lackeys. Quirrell ends up dying. Yep. Moody, who was Barty Crouch Jr. Right. Uh, and uh, – Caro ends up getting arrested uh, at the end of uh, the seventh book. Right, I really don't go ahead. He goes to Azkaban. Yeah, for being a Death Eater. What about Umbridge? Did she go to Azkaban? So I don't know if she went to Azkaban. I don't remember what happened to her. She's in the seventh one, and she's pretty much in charge of like the pure blood registration front. So she's. I mean, she's doing some pretty awful stuff. Yep. So, all right. So let's let's get into it. So, who are you picking? Thinking that yours. Now that we went over them, who do you think will be the one standing? So I have chosen who end? I believe will be the the winner. Uh, Severus Snape. Great pick. Thank really you. good pick. Thank you. Yes, he's probably like my second or third choice. But I didn't pick second him. Second or third choice. Yes, I picked Remus Lupin. Also a great choice. Phenomenal choice. And you picked a good guy. You gotta love Remus Lupin. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have the good guy vote behind you there. He's so great. So, looking at um, the other Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers, we're in this mm-hmm. ultimate yes. battle royale right free, now. Free for, free all, for like, all. Curse is all, flying. Exactly. All throwing at it. Pew. Who pew, do you, you think is going out? Pew. I was just giving that, you some, those, are, those are the ones. Those effects. are the curses. In the oh, that's perfect. Who do you think is like, going out first? Who's this, not that's be a great lasting? question. Yeah. Early, early outs, Lockhart and Quirrell, in my opinion. I completely agree. Lockhart didn't really even know hardly anything. He's 
his background was almost entirely made up. Now, do you think Lockhart would try to wipe out the memories so of all of his... Com- that was his claim to fame. Yeah. He was very good at the memory charm. Right. He would clear everybody else's memory and take what they did and claim it as his own. That still wouldn't help him in a fight because even if he convinced people that he did things, he couldn't actually do them. Yes, this is true. Like, he couldn't be fighting someone, erase their memory, and be like, I beat you in the fight. What do you think they would do? They'd be like, okay. That's a great question because they'd be like a, their memory would conflict with their current world view. Right, exactly. How do you, I don't know what happens in the magic world when you tell someone an obvious lie and can implant it in their memory. I think that everybody would be on to him. They would know that this is the kind of person he was because most of the professors at Hogwarts didn't like him anyway. Yeah. They thought that there was something off about him. Yeah. So I think they'd be going for him first. And we never see him really do any magic, like you said. Except for the memory stuff. Except for the memory stuff. Quirrell... We never see him do any magic. No, he he was characterized as like a wimpy, shy guy. That's the only. I don't know if he was any good. He was always stuttering. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's they could they say that he was trying to hide the whole Voldemort thing to so that way nobody uh, expected him to be kind of working with Voldemort. If he was playing like a weakling. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, There's he, really not a lot of evidence for his like abilities though. So he doesn't have. Yeah, they don't they don't show anything. He doesn't seem like he has any confidence in himself and what he's doing. Yeah, so I'm putting him out early. All right, so so we have uh, Quirrell's out and Lockhart's out. Yeah, and I think pretty, really pretty quick. anyone else could take them out. Like, I, I agree. I think so. Um, so all right, so let's look at uh, Umbridge. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is she's just very uh, well-known in, in magic abilities when yes. it comes to curses and spells and whatnot. Yeah, she seems fairly competent. Yes. I don't know what, what kind of dueling ability she has. Did she ever duel anyone in the that you remember? I, I don't think she did. Um, she did at one point, uh, like capture centaurs cause like centaurs were like, that's right. And then they like, but then they, they like pretty much kidnapped her. Yeah. So she got taken by a bunch of centaurs. Um, I don't know what her abilities without a wand is cause some, um, wizards can cast spells without their wand or non-verbally. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if she had the uh, ability to do that or not. I mean, Fred and George Weasley come in and they distract her. You know, if that happens, I mean, that happens in the book and she's just completely thrown off by that flustered but yeah i mean she she's just an awful person she's just evil like she's just pure evil and yeah i don't know what her dueling abilities are i don't think that they would be able to stack up against someone like snape or someone I, like Lupin. we have some well-established duelers yes all right so we'll say umbridge umbridge is out her her teapot breaks and she gets distracted someone da- damages her kitty uh her kitty pillow and she's all upset about it mad eye moody so are we talking about the real Mad-Eye Moody or Barty Crouch Jr.? I ha- I think that we have to say it's Barty Crouch Jr. Because that was the one who taught. That's the one who was there. Okay. And Barty Crouch Jr. side, that Mad-Eye Moody I think was pretty good. He was an horror. I mean, he, was, he, was yeah. a, he was a high, a highly skilled magician. Exactly. Wizard. Wizard. Sorry. <laughs> Doing magic tricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was like a dark wizard hunter. Uh, that's what the horror is. And, um, but the problem is though, is that what if like in the middle of the battle, his Polyjuice potion runs out, it's going to really mess with him. His face is going to start gonna popping. It's going to screw up. And, exactly. Yeah. His eyeball just pops out of his face in the middle of it. His leg. Cause Mad-Eye Moody's missing a leg. Right. So he would yeah. just grow a leg back in the middle of the battle. I mean, that would be super, super uncomfortable. Agreed. But other than that, he was a fairly okay. I mean, like he was a death eater. He knew his curses. Yeah. He wasn't a ama- He wasn't great. I don't think. No. But he, he would have some. He'd have to take Polyjuice Potion, I feel. Yeah, I think that is his weakness. I agree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're putting him out because of that. Yes. Okay. All right. And then the last one we have, I believe, uh, right? We've done all of them. Yeah, except for Amicus Caro. Caro. Right, last. There's not much I feel about Amicus Caro. Uh, in the movie, 
you see him a little bit. Uh, when McGonagall's fighting Snape in the Great Hall, you see him in the background. With his sister or something? With his or? sister, his and, twin sister. And I think they get taken out pretty quickly. They get out, re- taken out really quickly. Yeah. So going off of that, that happens. In the book, I also believe they get taken out pretty quickly as well. I think you're I right. think it also might be by McGonagall, but in like his, kind of a separate instance. So we really don't know much. I mean, he is trained in the dark arts, though. Yes. Um, he's a Death Eater. He is a Death Eater, exactly. But, I mean, Lupin he, and Snape both have... Uh, experience dealing with those kind of things yeah that's true so we'll say amicus is out amicus is out of the way that leaves our 1v1 that we're looking really focusing on today snape versus lupin you want to talk about snape you got anything that you want to i've got some snape stuff for okay you. go ahead so um quick background on snape uh he was the potions master at hogwarts throughout except for the one year he taught defense against the dark arts but that was his main job in the harry potter universe right uh, and he eventually became headmaster for a little bit, too. Yeah, he did. During, like, Voldemort's reign. So um, I think you learn a lot about Snape starting in, like, um, the sixth book. Is that um, the Half-Blood Prince? Yes. So, spoiler alert, Snape is the Half-Blood Prince. Ooh. It's pretty It's pretty cool wordplay because he's Half-Blood. Mm-hmm. His, his mother was a wizard. His father was a muggle. Yep. His mother's maiden name was Prince. Yes. So, so he's a Half-Blood Prince. It's literal Prince. and also a title. But anyway, so um, in this in that book, Harry discovers Snape's old uh, potions book, was it? A yep. Potions textbook? Yep. And Snape wrote in the margins a lot, including um, a lot of spells that he invented himself. Crazy. So I think that shows a high level of wizarding skill. Um, I'll, I'll teach you. I'll tell you about some of the spells he invented. They're pretty cool. Sure. So um, some of these are debated whether he actually invented them or just knew them coming into school before everyone else. Okay. Because there's a line in the book where someone says something like, Snape knew more as a first year than some graduates knew. Like, so he's, he came in with knowledge of spells. So it might just be these were new to Harry or he might have invented these. So, okay. Uh, first one, Levacorpus. You can maybe guess from context clues, it levitates a body. Interesting. I didn't know he uh, invented that, that was one. one of, that was one of the ones that was scribbled in his textbook. So that's gotcha. what, that's the evidence that he may have invented. Okay. And then there's a counter curse to that, libera corpus. Got it. To like unlevitate. Un- un- unlevitate. Yes. Yes. Um, there's one called muffliato. Mm-hmm. That is a charm that will fill the ears of anyone in the vicinity with an unidentified buzzing sound. Wow, it's going to be so really annoying. Really distract you too. You'd use that if you wanted to have like a private conversation with someone. You didn't want anyone listening in. There you go. You cast that spell. Anyone in this vicinity just can't hears buzzing. Hear they can't overhear you. Now, does that cause them to like freak out and think that something's wrong? Uh, I would freak out if that happened to me. Yeah, absolutely. I would think I was like going deaf or something. Right. Like an IED going off next to your head or something. But those three spells, they're more like you know the novelty spells. Like mm-hmm. he has, he had some more serious spells. Yeah, they're not. Like, they're not really dangerous. Right. It's just kind of something to help you out in a certain scenario. Yes. So he he had a spell. It was called Langlock. Mm-hmm. And that would make your tongue stick to the roof of your mouth. Okay. So that would prevent you from talking. No communication. It would also prevent you from casting a spell. That's true. Unless you could Unless you could do it non-verbally, right. Um, he had a, a toenail growth hex that makes your toenails grow at an alarming rate. There's some really interesting spells that J.K. Rowling came up with. And then kind of his uh, his signature his signature curse, Sectum Sempra. Do you remember Sectum Sempra? That I do remember, yes. So that, that one's pretty serious. It's dangerous. Uh, Harry reads that in the book and he's not sure what it does. And his, the other spells are like levitate people and like buzz in your ear. So he's like, Oh, this is probably just, you know, something like that. He casts it on Malfoy and it's basically like being cut with an invisible sword and like pretty serious cuts. Like you could bleed to death. 
I remember the description in the book, and it was very, very um, graphic. And in the movie, uh, I think they do a pretty good job of showing it. Like, you see the blood just, like, pouring out yeah, of like Malfoy. blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's insane. So when that happened, luckily Snape was, like, right there. So he could do to... the counter curse. Yeah. And I remember he, like, he knew what that spell was, yep. and that's when he was like, whoa, who has my book? Yeah, but he didn't, I don't think the reader knew yet. That Snape was... That Snape was the Half-Blood Yeah, Prince. you don't find that out till yeah. later. Because there, there is, in the end of that, when, um, right after, spoiler alert, Snape kills Dumbledore, uh, Harry's kind of, like, going after him, casting <laughs> spells, but Harry's, like, not a great wizard, so, like, Snape's easily deflecting all of them. One of the spells ter- Harry tries is Sectumsempra, and right. Snape says something like, so you how, use your own... how dare you use my spell against me, or something exactly. like that. Yeah. It's like, I'm the Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. He just walks away. That's my, that's my favorite Harry Potter movie. The Half Blood Prince, that's a, that is a good one. Yeah, my my favorite's the seven part two. That the seven part two is like just, my number two or number three. Yeah. It's 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 so it's so satisfying. Yes. All right, so that's what you got for Snape. So that's 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 what Snape's bringing to the table. Okay, he, a high degree of magical ability. Okay, including the ability to invent spells. He has some powerful spells. He's been a Death Eater. He's gonna know the curses. He's he's a great potions master. He, potions. He might be using some potions to help him out. Okay, so um. You want to talk about Lupin? Sure. Uh, so Lupin was the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher in Harry's third year. He was also best friends with Harry's dad. He was one of the Marauders of the Marauders map, including Sirius and Peter Pettigrew. Um, he was not like a teacher before coming to Hogwarts. Dumbledore just kind of convinced him to come and do it. and um, He, he kind of helped he, out a friend because Lupin was kind of down. Yes. And the reason Lupin was down is because Lupin is a werewolf. And... Um, he, you know, kind of feels like an outcast and everyone in society pretty much didn't like werewolves. Uh, so he needed like something. So Dumbledore wanted to, like you said, throw him like a life preserver kind of thing to help him out. And James was dead. So he didn't have James anymore. He thought that Peter Pettigrew was dead and Sirius was an Azkaban. So he pretty much assumed that he was all alone. And at the beginning of the book, he also thought that Sirius betrayed James. So he didn't, yes, like, exactly. he didn't like Sirius. Yeah, so he hated Sirius. And, and Lily Potter was dead as and well. And Lily was dead as, yeah, So exactly. basically, all his friends were gone. Right. And he has a werewolf that, and like werewolves are like looked down upon in the wizarding world. They were. Uh, I was actually reading something interesting, and J.K. Rowling wanted to make the werewolf kind of seem like HIV in the Harry Potter world. Kind of like they have an infection that people look down upon people as having, and they don't want that to spread to other people, which I thought was kind of interesting because um, the werewolf, they bite somebody, then somebody else becomes a werewolf. Mm-hmm. And kind of like the spreading of HIV, like you're kind of looked down upon, unfortunately, in our society if, if you kind of spread that disease. Um, so I thought that was really, really interesting that she made that comparison. Um, so, yeah, so he is a werewolf. Um, some of his skills that he has is he has the ability to perform magic non-verbally and also without a wand, which is very, very effective, especially if something goes wrong and his wand breaks or he doesn't have it on him, something along those lines. Um, he is a very talented duelist. Um, he helps out in the Order of the Phoenix when they're battling the Department of Mysteries. He helps fight. He also helps fight at the Battle of Hogwarts in the end of the sixth one, which wasn't in the movie, but it was in the book. And at the end of the the seventh book and at the end of the seventh part two movie. Um, he's very, very good with charms for a young age. Um, they pretty much, he helped invent a map that is able to see everybody in a certain area moving around. That was amazing. Which is just so cool. It's like, it's like Harry Potter GPS essentially. Um, 
he has healing magic. He broke uh, a broken bone for Juan or for for Juan for Ron. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, he uh, flies. He uses a broomstick. He helps during uh, Harry's escape in the Deathly Hallows to get out. And he's a really good teacher, um, which I think is a very important he skill. Was, he was especially one of the only good defense against the dark arts. He, he's like the best. Um, there's a couple websites I've been reading. One is Collider.com, uh, and they did a ranking, and Remus was number one. Uh, J.K. Rowling even said if she could meet any character from the books, she would want to meet uh, Remus Lupin. She said she wrote him as a teacher that she wished that she had when she was in school, which just kind of shows how awesome uh, Remus is. And he's just like the best. Harry thought he was the best as a teacher. As a teacher, right? We're not arguing who's the best right, teacher. We did that. We did that a month ago. Now we're arguing who would win. All right, so they're going. They're going at it. Okay. Yep. What what do you what are you bringing? I mean, they both are good duelists. We've established that Snape yeah. Snape started a dueling club yeah. in Chamber of Secrets. Snape, um, Snape can also do nonverbal spells. Okay, so they're kind of breaking even with that. They have they have some pretty even. Um, one thing that that Snape would. He would not be able to do this till one on one because he doesn't want to be able to. So, uh, occlumency. Remember occlumency? Yes. So you don't want to be doing that when there's multiple people and you can get like you do can get hit from the side. Do you want to let the fans at home know what occlumency yeah. is? In yeah. Case like, forget. So it's basically like the magic of like going into someone's mind, kind of like mind reading, mind mind reading, and possibly like um, mind control. I would say. I don't know if you could do mind control though. I thought it was just mind reading. Well, you could like implant false things. Like what? That's what they were all worried about Voldemort doing to Harry. Okay. So they had Snape try to teach him how to block him. Right. So, I mean, he can at least mess with your mind. Okay. Like Inception. He's planting an idea yeah. inside of your head. Yeah, like he could make you think that so, so Snape's you, over somewhere and he's behind you or something. So he would plant the idea that Snape is somewhere near me. Right. And then, like, sneak around you or something. Now, would Snape use Avada Kedavra? Uh, I think that's that's cheating. I mean, it is an unforgivable well, curse. I mean, this is like a, or a hypothetical situation, and we're saying these guys are fighting. I mean, we didn't really say, but I assume fighting to the death. Right. So, I mean, we could say that they're fighting. Incapacitating is fine. Because Snape, Snape isn't a bad guy in the book. He, right. he doesn't I – mean, I don't think he would just murder people. No. So he might not be using a body. He's only killed one person, which was and that Dumbledore. Guy, and Dumbledore begged him to do it. But he also probably feels responsible for Lily and James's death. Definitely Lily's, I feel. Yeah, because he's actually the one he told Voldemort about the prophecy and he, of someone being born. Yes, on July thirty first. As it was like the prophecy was, as the seventh month dies, the person who will destroy you will be born. So yeah, something. Like and that. it was Harry, and also Neville Longbottom. Neville Longbottom born yes. at the same time. Born the same time. Yes. And uh, Trelawney made that that prediction to Dumbledore. Yeah. And Snape overheard it. Yes. And told Voldemort. And told Voldemort about it. Right. But then, once he realized it applied to Lily, he really regretted it. Yeah, and that's what kind of made him start. Like he went to Dumbledore, he's like, "Hey, I need, I, to, I need to make yeah. up for my mistake here." Yeah. So another thing we have to point out too is that Lupin and Snape hate each other. They do. They don't get along. They don't get. They didn't get along when they were kids. Yeah, because Lupin and the Marauders like picked on. Snape. They did pick on him. Now, when they were kids, um, they show in the flashbacks in the movies and kind of in the books that they they pretty much had an upper hand over Snape, even when they were kids. Yeah, even though Snape was a gifted wizard, he was like a nerd, and it was like four on So as adults, do you think that Lupin would still have the upper hand going over Snape? If he had it when he was a kid and Snape was supposed to be this gifted child, I mean, Lupin was probably going to exceed that as an adult, especially since he's so smart, so well. Lupin had a lot of life life situations that prevented him from probably practicing magic. Like, he was pretty much like living like in the streets as a werewolf. He couldn't hold down a job. 
so he, d- he didn't have money. Mm-hmm. He he finds out about like um, the Wolfsbane potion that could help him like maybe live a normal life, but right. he can't afford it. Right, and he's not himself that good at potions. Right, so that's part of the reason he ends up teaching in Hogwarts because Snape can make it for him. So so I'm thinking like basically from the time where Harry Potter's born mm-hmm. to working at Hogwarts like Lupin probably didn't have a lot of time to advance his skills and Snape's working in a in a prestigious wizarding school like he has he has time to train he has time to learn from experienced wizards so I'm thinking Snape only gets better okay whereas Lupin you think is going to bottom out yeah okay it's an interesting point I'm going to say yes and no I feel like Lupin though he 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 knows a lot and he he's a very practical teacher so it seems like he's taking what he's learned in the real world and applying it to his teaching techniques. So I don't think he's just taking stuff that he only learned in the classroom. And, I mean, he was in the first Wizarding World. He was part of the Order of the Phoenix the first time. So he has definitely experience with the dark arts and fighting, like, Death Eaters and Voldemort's followers and, and people along those lines. So I think that he is going to have the knowledge that is necessary to fight against somebody like Snape. Now, I'm going to argue something here. All right, what do you got? Okay. I'm going to argue one of the one of the famous scenes from the third book in the movie and whatnot is the Boggart scene. Yes. So the Boggart, for the people who might not be familiar with it or probably forget, is this – it's kind of like the boogeyman essentially. Like it's your fear and it's different for everybody. One per, Like Harry's is a Dementor. Um, Ron's is spider since he hates spiders. And it just kind of um, – Someone's was Snape. And some, Neville's was Snape. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, so no one knows what a boggart looks like. So I'm going to argue that um, Lupin could have a boggart with him. Now he doesn't know what it's. It's like it's like inside a like a small case or something like that, and he releases it, and Snape has that boggart, and it's going to terrify him. Do you know what Snape's boggart was? No, I don't. It's Voldemort. Oh, so he's going to see Voldemort, and he's going to be terrified. Which is going to throw him off. He's going to be like, "Why is Voldemort here? What? 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 What is going on right now?" He might even like bow down to him since Voldemort is his quote unquote master, and he wants to appease him and make him happy, which will totally throw him off. Which can then give uh, Lupin the opportunity to disarm him, Expelliarmus, since that's the only spell they do in the movies, <laughs> and um, take the wind, being the best uh, defense against the dark arts teacher. I think that Bogger technique could could really really help him out. The Bogger's a smart play, I gotta say. That's a, that's a good play. Yeah. So there are a lot of things Snape could do to help him out also based on his profession. Like, he could bring any number of potions, including the luck potion to help him win. Okay, so he could do the Felix Falesis. Right. So it could give him good luck. He could he could do spells to boost his uh, wizard power. Okay. Maybe he can make himself invisible. Maybe you won't even be able to see him. Is there a potion that can make you invisible? Um, I know there's invisibility cloaks. I don't know if there's a potion that just makes you invisible. I assumed there was, but maybe there's there. Not. There might be. Harry Potter fans out there, or potheads as they are called, let us know. Do they really call them they that? They do. Hmm. I know. Interesting. Uh, another thing I'm going to bring up also is another tactic I would try to use is Snape's, I don't want to say his greatest weakness, but his greatest liability, his affection for Lily. Uh, okay. Um, I'll see where this is going. Lupin was best friends with James, who married Lily. So Lupin was very close with Lily. Right. I would say that Lupin could have paintings of Lily. And in the Harry Potter world, the paintings or even photographs or whatnot, they move. They could even talk, perhaps. 
So he shows that to Snape. You have Lily talking. Snape's, Snape, same thing, seeing Voldemort, except this time it's going to be Lily. It's going to throw him off. He's not going to know what's going on. What is Lily here for? Why is she here? She's talking to me. What is this? Well, that's pretty, really distracting. That's pretty dirty, first of all. Second of all, you think so? Snape's not dumb. He's going to know it's a picture. But I think you're right. He is going to be very interested in that picture. So Extremely here, interested. Here's how I think that situation goes down. You have to reach into your pocket to take the picture out. Uh-huh. Uh, in that distraction, Snape just kills you and then takes the picture. So he's just going to Avada Kedavra me? Or he's going he's gonna to take, he's going to incapacitate you. Okay. And then take, in, in and then take the picture. And then he's like, oh, cool. I won and I got this cool picture. But I feel like Lupin would say, what about Lily? And Snape would be like, what about Lily? <laughs> Are you trying to do a, a Superman situation here? Yes. It's not going to work. That would throw him off though. It's not going to work on Snape. Because like whenever they talk about Lily, like Snape just kind of. He doesn't really shut down, but he kind of takes a step back and goes, whoa, like Lily. Like it really, really gets to him how much he loved her. And if he can see her moving again, see her hair uh, twirling again, if he can see her bright green eyes that they hit so hard over your head throughout the entire series, he's going to get lost. He's going to get mesmerized in her eyes in that painting. Going to be completely distracted, allowing Lupin to make another move. You'll be dead before you get a chance. And I want to bring something up, too, with Lupin. Lupin can take a lot of hits. Because as a werewolf, he's done a lot of bodily harm to himself. That is true, as a werewolf. As a werewolf. But he still experiences that and feels that as a human. Like, when he transforms back, he still has scrapes all over his body. He is still, like, physically uh, harmed. But he is still able to go around and do what he has to do. He's able to take a lot, especially from himself as a werewolf. So I think if he's getting hit by non-deadly spells, like anything but a size of Kedavra, the killing curse, I think he'd be able to take it. It would hurt, but he would just move on and continue doing what he has to do because that's what he's been doing his entire life. I would say he's used to taking like physical pain, but I don't know. Magical stuff's different. Like um, when Snape Sectum Sempra's... Um one of the Weasleys is ear off. They can't put it back on because it's like a magical wound. It can't be, can't be, right, can't be, way. it can't be. So it's not like, it's not like just getting cut with a sword. It's getting cut with a magical sword. Right. Which is going to have different effects. He might not be able to handle that the same way. Okay. I can see that. Something else I was going to, wanted to bring up with Lupin. He, he was eventually killed fight in fighting. He was. So he, he, but not, I, I believe like they don't really, at least in the movie, they didn't show it. They just show his body. Yeah, and they said he was killed by a Death Eater. It started with a D. I forget his name. Yeah, I forget. I want to say like Dolovan. Oh, Dolohov. 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 Yeah, yes. Dolohov killed. Yes. So I mean, killing curse right there. Let's. I mean, Snape. Snape got killed by a snake. Yeah, Snape also did get killed, but that was by like Voldemort. So that's pretty well, it was by uh, what's his name, Nagini. Yeah, but Voldemort told him to do it. Correct. I would say Voldemort's related to that indirectly no you're right you're right yeah okay fine so the snake i mean the snake is really the one that's that's doing the damage right there yeah that snake was a jerk um could we argue that lupin would turn into a werewolf during this battle i was curious if you were gonna gonna try that i'd be fine with it he turns into a werewolf i think snape like he was always interested in the dark arts snape always wanted the defense against the dark, dark arts job i mean he was also the one the first one of the first to recognize lupin as a werewolf he was so um I feel like Snape's going to be have a better. He's going to be able to more easily deal with a werewolf than a, than a wizard. How would he deal with a werewolf? I mean, he's probably going to know some werewolf spell to just like blow you shoo, away. Shoo, Mister Werewolf. Yeah, shoo. I mean, you're going to lose your ability to like deflect curses as a werewolf. This is true. So you're going to basically have to rely on like speed or like 
dodging or something. We don't know what magical abilities change once you are a werewolf. Like if right. you can take like different hits and that whatnot. That is true. That is true. Um, but one thing I was reading about is when you become a werewolf, your mind is gone. Like you have no sense of who you are. Yeah. So that was I, one of the things that the potion would help with, I think. So, yeah. So the Wolfbane potion, it did allow you to keep your, your mental state. So unless Snape was able to somehow give him the Wolfsbane potion during this, but the werewolf would not hold back. He would see this person and he would just try to rip him to shreds. That's true. But I just think a, a trained wizard is going to be able to just take you, take, deal with it. Well, think of this in the movie in the third one when he transforms mm-hmm. and they all leave the shrieking shack and they're outside of the tree. You see, uh, Harry, Ron and Hermione and the wolf, uh, Lupin the wolf is coming at them. And Snape is pretty much, like, protecting them. And if I'm not mistaken, I feel like Snape, like... Or I feel like uh, Lupin, like, smacks Snape. I, I think Snape did take a hit. Yeah, yeah, he takes a hit right there. So you would think if he's such a trained wizard, he would stop it right there. And he would do what he could to stop Lupin. I guess he didn't want to hurt him. He was being too good of a guy. I don't know. He doesn't like Lupin, though. They don't get along with each other. But the, Snape doesn't like Harry Potter, and he protects him. So, like, maybe it's that kind of situation. That's because of Lily, though. He has no connection to Lupin whatsoever. Because um, I think he thinks Lupin, he thinks James. I hate James, therefore I hate Lupin. And it seems like Lupin was one of the worst ones making fun of him when they were younger. Really? Because, um... I know James was. It seemed like James and Sirius were the worst. Because I think Lupin even had a line where he's like, I wasn't... Uh, I forget. He's like, I didn't treat him like your... Like your James father, serious, but I, I never tried to stop them or something like that. Right. I think so he was still going. Along. He didn't do anything to help. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, yes. Okay. That's some good commentary on bullying with that relationship. It really is. Yeah. I'm telling you, these Harry Potter books, they're 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 really deep. It's good stuff. It is really good stuff. All right. Um, anything else you want to add? This episode is going to be cut a little short, uh, just on time. I I don't know. I think I'm curious to see what people think about this because I I think they're both skilled wizards i think so too and i think they're both they're both extremely skilled like you said um lupin is the best defense against the dark arts teacher but that necessarily doesn't make him the best defense against the dark arts fighter right and snape pretty much personifies the dark arts i mean he's always wanted to teach it and he finally got his opportunity yeah that was well said and yeah It'll be curious to see what what both of them can do. Both have battle experience. Both have dueling experience. Yes. They got everything. Yeah. It's pretty much light and dark. But I I shouldn't say that. It's like light and like grayish. Exactly. All right. Cool. So remember, there is going to be a poll on Twitter. Hopefully this one we can really get going because it'd be kind of curious to see what the Harry Potter fans think about winning between Snape and Lupin Mm -hmm. in a fight. I wonder what BB-8 thinks. He, he might be a big Harry Potter fan. Who knows? So please remember to vote. Uh, definitely retweet it, especially since this poll is out on Harry Potter's birthday. A lot of people are going to be talking about Harry Potter. I promise you it's going to be trending. <laughs> so uh, talk about it. Uh, remember, this month, August coming up, is Listener Appreciation Month. Thank you to all of our listeners. We cleared 7,000 downloads uh, a couple weeks ago, so I'm really, really excited about that. I want to keep it going. Uh, 10,000 is coming up soon. Um and I want to say thank you to all of our listeners. So please give us your ideas for fights. So that way we can have a really cool and uh, creative August going forward. Let that us know what you sounds think. sounds great. And leave a review and you'll get a little uh, And please little leave us a review. We haven't had one in a while. So please go to iTunes, leave us a review, and you'll get your fictional background. Thank you to everybody who has done that thus far. And uh, please keep spreading the word. 
And as always, please remember to subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Like, what does the, like, want ad for a new teacher position at Hogwarts look like anyway? Now hiring, man or woman, any skill set. Imposters welcome. Don't be a werewolf. Unless you absolutely have to. Being possessed by an evil force may be allowed. Light torture is not preferred, but okay. Open to multi-year contract, but let's be real. Oh, and getting here is on you. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.